What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Hogshaven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. You can find us at Hogshaven.com, at Hogshaven on Twitter, and on Facebook. You know who I am. You know why I'm here. Um, 3 and one man. Ron Rivera and crew. Um, since the month of December. Uh, losing to the Browns today, 24 to 10. Uh, in a game that was just out outright awful. <laughs> um, your quarterback, your new, your your old new quarterback, however you want to phrase that, comes back into the lineup, throws three picks, two in the first quarter. Um, your your defense was getting gashed uh, in the second half, allowed 21 second half points. Um, this is also a situation with that defense where they gave up um what 30 second half points to the Niners um so things are going downhill downhill quickly uh, especially downhill defensively without um Cameron Curl uh, Benjamin St. Juice is out today Amari Cooper had two big catches uh, three sorry let me be clear three big catches I forgot the last one was a touchdown as well um, three big catches on his only three receptions. Uh, he broke the, he broke the floodgates open for, for, for the, uh, the, the Browns in that second half. Um, and yeah, your, your coaching staff and, and Ron Rivera didn't know that he could get eliminated today. Yes. Rivera didn't know that he could get eliminated from the playoffs today. Um, and to be clear, matter of fact, let's play it first. And I'll, I'll let me double back after that. I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and play it first. Y'all can hear it and, and see and see if you see what I hear. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. All right. I had to play it twice. Um, just just so you all can hear it twice in, back to, in, in succession, just if you didn't think you heard it right the first time um again i don't i don't know if he was being sarcastic or not uh because ron has these moments where like deflection is his biggest thing and not focusing on what what really is important like when he has to speak to the media um and like i thought this was a moment where ron looked at this this question by uh grant paulson who as as a moment to to really take a shot at them or or be an, be an asshole, like a sarcastic asshole in that moment, and I think he thought that was a good idea, or he genuinely didn't know. But you know what the point is, right? Either route that you took as the head coach for the Washington Commanders in a situation where you have not won a game in four attempts, in a situation where you started off the month of December 7-5-1, and one, 
That is two things. It is a fireable offense in any stable organization. And it's a fireable offense. This is the second part. It's a fireable offense because it actually surmises what today was for the Washington Commanders. It, it is a team who clearly lacked urgency, who didn't understand the situation, who didn't understand, who, who operated like they didn't understand what was going on. I mean, your your quarterback, um, Carson Wentz, came out again, like I said, through three picks right to in the first quarter. But your quarterback came out, uh, and the, the issue with him early on was that um, he was holding on the ball a little bit too long because he didn't know where to go with the football. Uh, like he couldn't, he wasn't picking up the offense quick enough. He ended up taking a lot of sacks, right? Mind you, he had three sacks on today, uh, and those three really wasn't on him, as far as I can tell, uh, watching the game. I'll, I guess I'll watch the tape and see, you know, if any of those three were on him. Like, like it really matters. It doesn't matter um, anymore. <laughs> but back to the point, your, your, your head coach either is being sarcastic or didn't know, but either way is not showing the sense of urgency in his comments in his comments and it it follows a game where your offense looked uninspired and and truthfully speaking when you're asking like the difference in between Heineke and and Carson Wentz that doesn't matter they both suck and there's one thing that I want to pass off to as well I want people to understand uh, immediately after this game is finished people say that Carson Wentz is a disaster yes three turnovers does not help your offense three turnovers does not help your team it lets your team down right but these like the 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 amount of luck that Taylor Taylor Heineke has compared to Carson Wentz, like Heineke throws passes just as bad as Carson in terms of like the interceptions, they just don't get picked off. His gets dropped. So trust and believe, this is not a very good outing for Carson Wentz. He may have very well played himself out of the league after this one performance in your first day back. That if nobody was convinced, like he said. In the in the beginning of the game, um, heading into the game, that he has felt as healthy as he's ever been in the month of December. So there was nothing about Russ. There was nothing about him being hurt in this game, right? So to that point, um, for him to come back and Ron Rivera to bank on him because you believe that you needed a change and you needed an increase in 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 production offensively, right? Scoring in the red zone. Um, for all of that to be a, a legitimate question, and your quarterback come out and, and let your let your team down the way that he did. Um, that's indicative of the decisions that the head coach has made from the offseason and in the, the, the regular season, right, um, in, a, in a big spot. Um, I, I just think that the, the lack of urgency and the lack of, uh, like, situational awareness, like, showed itself from a macro standpoint. And, and I think the conversation about Carson Wentz uh, is going to be loud this, this week. Um, I think we all know the answer in that he's not supposed he's not going to be the answer for Washington. Um, and that shouldn't be a conversation, right? He's not even going to be a bridge answer for Washington. That shouldn't be a conversation. Like all of those things are real, but don't let the fact that this coaching staff has seriously dropped the ball from a coaching perspective. That's not a Carson Wentz thing. That's it's it's beyond Carson, and 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 that's kind of where I, I, I want to start things off. Um, I just got done with the Chopper Dive podcast, and AJ and I had this conversation. I want people to know that you know the conversation of um Carson Wentz should be 
uh, a conversation. Like you should talk about how bad he was. You should talk about uh, the fact that some of his passes were so bad to the to the running backs in the flat and sailed so high that you thought the passes were deflected. And and when you look at the replay, you realize that no defensive lineman has hit the ball. So how did the how did the ball just go completely out of bounds? Like those are <laughs> those are real conversations that you should have. Like how are you forcing a ball downfield to Curtis Samuel on third and six when your check down is wide open at the sticks? They're playing a soft cover too. That's a real conversation. But my thing is with this coaching staff, and I circle back to it, right? The the conversation. Um, I, I had said this on Twitter that I, I think coaching. Like I think the coaches' mental makeup in big moments or games are just as big as their players' uh, mental makeup in big moments or, or, or games. Like we think about um, opportunities that players have for redemption. Carson Wentz, matter of fact, how do you play in your biggest spots? Right, this is a redemption moment for Carson Wentz, who dropped the ball out the gate in his situation. Right, um, you think about how uh, other teams and other and other players, Justin Herbert, in a winner winner go home game. Uh, last year like how does he perform right uh and and in in a situation where you have to have it how do you how do you come through um you think about other moments throughout the years and in those week six tony romo he's always had those winning in situations or those go big or go home games um and and like he was known for dropping the ball then peyton manning against the patriots how does he perform in some of those bigger spots he dropped the ball for for a long period of time up until you know he over he, he got over the hump we talk about those players in big moments and big games, but what about your coaching staff? What about how they perform in the midst of those situations too? Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, Jack Del Rio. Like, how do you put your play- people in positions to win? How do you what call what play calls do you do you come up with or or do you call for a certain particular situation? That first Two, the first two drives for Washington, like the fourth and one, you run a pitch on fourth and one when you had Brian Robinson in your backfield. North-South, you were eating them up. And you run a pitch when all you needed was a yard and you got Carson Wentz back there now. You could even ran a sneak. You saw what happened in fourth and goal. They ran a sneak. Carson Wentz got the touchdown. Now you're in a situation fourth and one early in the game, you have an opportunity to go north-south, right? And you run a pitch that gets strapped. You lose four yards on a pitch, like by design, the the design of a pitch. You lose like three or four yards just to gain some yards. And while granted, like I I do think that they've had some success with Antonio Gibson on pitches throughout the season um, and those toss cracks, right? I think that they always had success. So I'm not going to like talk about the play itself, but on fourth and one, um, you lose three yards to gain one, to gain at least one, when you could just go north south. Like the 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 coaching staff is tricking themselves and 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 trying to out outsmart themselves when sometimes the answers could be simpler than you think or simpler than you thought. Like all of those situations for Washington, um, when you think about not just the players. You think about how the coaches' mental makeup are in, in big moments or games. How, how do they come through and how do they deliver for their for their team? How do they put their team in, in, in positions to win? 
right? Of course, there was some reads that Carson Wentz missed from a pass game standpoint, and that's one aspect of it. But when you're not utilizing, like there was a moment before Brian, Brian Robinson started totaling, right? Um, probably like the first two games, I'm mean, excuse me, first two, first two drives, where you're wondering why is there so much um Jonathan Williams uh in, in moments that that needed that interior rusher, the person who can really eat in between the tackles. Now, again, like I said, he ended up towing. They ended up finding him and, and using him to carry. At one point, he had four straight carries, um, and he had success on all, all four of those runs. But that's that's kind of where I'm at with Scott Turner. Like, you you think um, you think that, you know, they, they can finally get past the point of being confused um, or, or, or not showing up in, in big spots. And, and, and time and time again, like, they 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 really don't come through. Like I, I it's and, and again while I'm talking about this, it's hard to really sit here. Like I'm not gonna the Eagles game in 2020, right? Yeah, they won. Um, and they they clinched the playoff berth with that win. But like you can't deny the fact that Washington uh was hanging on by a thread until they took Jalen Hurts out, I believe. Yeah, they took Jalen Hurts out the game. They were hanging on by a thread in that game. They took Jalen Hurts out. Washington ends up winning. Right? And even in that season, you went 7-9. and nine. That division was terrible. You went 7-9 and nine in that season. And you didn't win out down the stretch. You lost to Carolina. I believe you lost to Seattle, too. It's not like you won out. You took some losses down the stretch. Um... And then, and then last year, you start off two and six, and then you have to win four straight just to make yourself five hundred. And then after that, you lose uh, four straight. <laughs> you lose four straight. Um. So yeah, like, and and then obviously this week, I mean this year, you see it um, seven five and one, and and then you find a way to lose or or lose two straight and and go uh, oh three and one. In your last four. So you understand like the the fact that the urgency isn't there from these guys. They're not locked in from the coaching staff. That hurts your team just as much. And when everybody isn't locked in from the coaches to the players, you get a result in 24 to 10 uh, from uh, the Cleveland Browns beating the Washington Commanders uh, in a game that like the floodgates again just opened up in that second half in terms of scoring. Um, that's just that's just not that's just not good ball. That's not good ball. That's losing football. Um, that is a situation where you look at um this this coaching staff again, like I talked about in the beginning, where you're asking, like, think about the, the uh, before I even get back to the like the the players, Logan Thomas. Um, why are you hurdling down two scores, five minutes left on the clock? Time is of the essence. You have to save as much clock as you can. And you you try to hurdle a defender, and you look terrible doing it. It wasn't close to being successful. Um, and, uh, and instead of going out of bounds after the catch, did you did you not understand the situation? Did you or did you not care that you know you needed to preserve time? Get out of bounds. What 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 would the hurdle have done for you in that moment, knowing that his team was going to rally? and tackle you the moment you got you got back on your feet if you landed you weren't that close or uh, that far away from the nearest defender get out of bounds 
Terry McLaurin, two catches, 25 yards. That's not a criticism on him, but it's like um, the, the lack of involvement. Uh, that's either through uh, the, the the play caller and Scott Turner or the fact that Carson Wentz couldn't, couldn't connect with him. So, like, you think about these things, like, what is important to you in your biggest moments of the game or, or your biggest your biggest game of the season, right? What is important to you? How do you have to execute? How do you be yourself? And the fact that they were struggling just to find um, consistency in anything is is a problem. It's a problem. Um, Ron Rivera said that he's going to evaluate the quarterback position. Uh, he said that post-game and in, in terms of, like, the last game of the season. And, again, when we talk about his response about being eliminated – he didn't know that, or again, he, he may have been sarcastic, but to the point of him evaluating the quarterback position and seeing uh, what uh, what he can do for that last game, whether he's going back to Taylor or Wentz, is just like it's, it's a desperation move at this point. Um, neither one of those quarterbacks are good enough. Uh, neither one of those quarterbacks can really save the season. Uh, season has been on a decline, and and ultimately. Uh, when when all those things are realized from a coaching staff from the coaching staff, which they may not realize it, they may continue to like deflect um and 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 not have that accountability in a in a loss that was so catastrophic. Not from just a uh we're not talking about playoffs here. We're talking something larger than that, right? Um because again, like a loss like this and a collapse like this, uh for a coach who has not had a winning season in Washington um, for uh, like, they're not going to have a winning season again. They didn't have one last year. They didn't have one a year before. Um, They have not had a winning season under Ron Rivera at all. And for them to really uh, see Ron Rivera falter down the stretch, if this was a stable organization where that wasn't going through an ownership change, Ron Rivera may, end up understanding that I'm excuse me Dan Snyder or the owner may end up understanding that that his time is up but you know there's that there's one thing that I said too just to add on to the conversation um and, and it sure sounds like I'm piling on Ron uh there's legitimate questions about him but I, I think when you think about this conversation that I'm about to talk about I talked about this probably after the Eagles loss um if it wasn't the Eagles loss let me double check it may have been that was 2021. Who did they lose to? I think it was the Titans game. Um, yeah, I think it was the Titans game. I said that, you know, one at one and four, Ron Rivera is going to get this team on a stretch where you're thinking that playoffs is possible. You're thinking that this team is actually good. They're just missing a couple pieces. Hey, we just need a quarterback, and this team is all set. And side note, um, they do need a quarterback, but the point that I'm making is of the coaching staff. Like, I think you have seen too much evidence at this point that there is inherent flaws with this staff that will continue to hinder um, the ability to, to really take this thing to the next level. Um, but, but back to my point, um, you may think that this team is only a piece away. They only need a couple pieces and, and all things are, you know, good for Ron Rivera and company. And, and all of a sudden you're in favor of Ron Rivera. You're here for Ron Rivera. Right. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, the, the, the point is don't let that be the distraction. Don't let, don't allow a good run to get in the way of long-term thinking. And ultimately 
what's going on right now. And, and this is actually part of the conversation that I had said, if you all listen to the last podcast, that I was saving it um, for a moment in which it matters because I didn't want to be negative in that light, um, knowing that there was a playoff race at stake. But like it was a it was a real conversation for me. And, and if you all remember that moment that I'm bringing up, this is this is that conversation. Um, but yeah, like he would go on a run. He would he would con- try to convince you through the play and through the the surge that he brings that you know Ron isn't uh, or Ron is could be the guy for this job. He is the guy for this job, and 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 that um, he just needs a couple pieces. But ultimately, uh, this the way in which that they're going down the stretch is probably the the realization that um this team um losing 03 and 1 going 03 and 1 uh with just one game left in the Dallas Cowboys um going down the stretch like in that manner is the team that you've seen all season inconsistent bad offense um and they are a shell of themselves if they don't have Cam Curl uh out there defensively um now without Cam Curl because the Cleveland Browns offense isn't clicking on all cylinders yet uh, you did just allow 20 points today or 20, what was it? 24 points, excuse me, today, right? Um, but you're giving up 31 points per game with with Cam Curl out of the lineup. So now do the average after today's game of 24, um, but they're allowing so many points <laughs> with with Cam Curl out of the lineup defensively. Um, and it continues to trend in a negative, in a negative way after that defense was uh, getting gashed um in that second half and, and truthfully speaking they could have put up 30 on this defense if it wasn't for um some some bad play calling in the red zone for the Cleveland Browns um so yeah that that is kind of the, the the moment in in that we that some people may not have wanted to you know like deal with but this is not um a situation where you look at Ron Rivera, and you look at this Washington Commanders team, again, this is a talented team. I, I truly believe that uh, in, in in the right, in, in most of the right places, right? Um, you got to upgrade the biggest, the biggest place of all. Uh, you got to find something, a stable solution in the biggest, in the biggest position of all of them. Um, you got to improve that offensive line. Uh, so like the talent is there. Like it's still building. Like they are a close football team to like, to, to really finding itself from a roster standpoint, but you got to do, you got to think big picture. You got to think a little bit bigger than just the players themselves. It's not always just the players. The players aren't going to be able to save, uh, them save, save, save a team from bad coaching all the time. And again, like they aren't terrible coaches, Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, et cetera. Um, Jack Del Rio, I'm, I'm really genuinely okay with. Um, I don't think that he's a bad coach, but, um, you, you know, you, you are a little bit limited when your your secondary is already thin and you're not playing with Benjamin St. Juice and Cam Curl out there to really help you, help you out. Like that's major. Um, so yes, long-term thinking is, is the bigger deal. Um, we're right back where we started, <laughs> um, after like heading into that Chicago game, we're right back where we started in terms of conversationally speaking. Sure. Washington is still in the bid for playoffs as we're currently recording because the Packers are playing the Vikings and, and they're actually currently up 14 to three as I'm recording this. So, um, watch them may, may be out of their misery, uh, pretty much before the night's in, but yeah, that's where we are, man. Um, that's where we are. There's not much else to talk about today. 
uh, not the immediate post game. Um, I got my my quick takes out of the way. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I should have started out the podcast by saying that because that's the more positive thing. I'm, I'm happy everybody. Uh, hopefully everybody is healthy. Hopefully everybody is safe after, um, you know, New Year's Eve. I hope everybody is safe. And uh, if you did turn up like your boy, um, I hope you all made it home safely as well and uh, was able to, you know, have uh, bring in the New Year with, with the people that you wanted to bring it in with. So, yes, uh, y'all be safe. Take it easy. We'll be back on Wednesday. Um, with further conversation uh, about this team, the Washington Commanders. I'm not going to... Oh, by the way, that, that mascot. Um, what a way to bring it in, to bring Joe Gibbs in. Um, some of the hogs, the original hogs, and the hog mascot in, in, in news. <laughs> See y'all later, man. Peace.